Costa, what's happening? Oh, not much, Polly. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, how'd your weekend go? Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but can I just ask you something? Yep. What's your favorite chocolate? What, like chocolate bar? No, like any kind of chocolate. Like, yeah, just any kind of chocolate. Okay. Or like, yeah, yeah, pretty much anything. Uh, okay, so besides like specialty, like Swiss and stuff. No, like, it can't be something that I've like of... never heard of. It's got to yeah, be yeah, like no, no, no. reasonably, All right. reasonably. You know, All right, so you know, yeah, yeah. So you know those Ritter blocks? Ritter blocks? Yeah, Ritter. They're like a German brand. Um, I don't, actually. They're like, oh, you can get them. You can't get them everywhere, but you can get them in a fair few places. And they come with a lot of different flavors. A lot of them have nuts in them and stuff like that. They're usually like three bucks for, I think it's 150 gram block. I can't remember exactly. Right. But it is delicious. So that is up there. But my um, my current favorite is the little mini dark chocolate bars. Um, the, the brand is called Chocker, C-H-O-C-E-U-R. And you get it at Audi. Right. Okay. And it's just and like it really is. good quality dark chocolate. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. It maybe it's not dark enough for some, but but uh, I really like it. Oh, I don't like I it. Really too like it. Um, no, I don't no, neither. But yeah. Why? Well, uh, my girlfriend just brought over some Ferrero Rochers. Yeah. And those things are like to me they're like chocolate perfection. I can't get enough of them. They are so good. So you know what's in a Ferrero Rocher? It's a hazelnut, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what's around the hazelnut? What? Nutella. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, it's, it's the same company. It's, it's phenomenal. Do you know I, just don't think, I just don't think you can beat it. Right. Right. Anyway. All right. Um, what I was going to say, sorry, sorry just, just, just for some trivia, like 80% of the world's hazelnuts come from Turkey. And their biggest export market is Italy to go into Ferrero Rochers. Really? Yep. So it's not just me. Well, lots of people are eating mm, Ferrero Rochers. Mm. What are you telling me? I kind of almost prefer those Raffaellos. No way, Raffaellos aren't even close. <laughs> anyway, are you telling me Ferrero Rocher is like? So, so you know when people like come to. A sun, like a Sunday Barbie, and they bring that little plastic box of Ferrero Rochers. Your eyes light up. I used to ask for Ferrero Rochers for Christmas. Like that's all I wanted for Christmas. My parents would never buy it for me. Are you serious? Yeah, because they thought I was like they thought it wasn't a good present, or that I was joking. Let me. Hey, okay, uh, this might be too personal a question, but like. Do you crunch straight in? Do you roll it around in your mouth a little bit? What do you do? <laughs> no, I go. I crunch straight in. I want to get to that soft. Hang center. on, you you put the whole thing in your mouth and you crunch, or you crunch some off while you're holding it. <laughs> Either way, no, I probably bite bite into it. You bite. What do you mean you bite? Like into I hold it? it and bite it in half. So then you can see what's like. You can look yeah. into it, and it's it's like obviously better when the when the Nutella is a bit soft. When the Nutella is hard, it's a a massive disappointment. Well, that's the biggest problem with lint balls. Like they're they're so delicious when the temperature is perfect. But 
you go out of like a five degree range and they just become crap. Yeah, too hot or too soft. Lip balls yeah. at the right temperature are right up there as well, actually. A good lip ball is very good. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. That's four minutes of talking about chocolate. Um, yeah. Yeah, what did you score this week? Uh, 12-17. Okay. 12, I, I lost and I've been bundled out of the eight. Oh, is that it? Oh, no, 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 that's, right. that, no, no, no. there's a couple more weeks left, but it's, wow, it's looking dire. Right on the precipice. It's looking real dire. Yeah, I scored something similar, like around 1,200, and yeah. uh, I've lost about 1,500 points. Yeah. And it's actually got me um, thinking a little bit. Like, I didn't think my team performed that badly. Like, I had a decent mm. captain. I captained Ponga. Um, I had Luke Keary, who, who went off. Yeah. Um, and they scored 11 or something, so that was a bit of a disaster. But apart from that, all my guys scored pretty well, mm-hmm. or, or decently. No big scores, lots of 60s. But but yeah, and I still fell in the rankings. And it, like when that starts happening, I think that's a really good sign that you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like when you think you've had a decent round and you still like fall in the rankings, it just means that your team is like uncompetitive, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's well, starting to happen for me. Yeah, well, I'll talk about my team a little bit later, but, but, yeah, I, I, I think, I think you and I might have the same issue where, like, we think our team might look good, and from the outside it does, but it actually lacks like some kind of structural integrity <laughs> inside it. Like, just pick the, the the less reliable players or something like that. Yeah, it's, well, it's come back to bite us. Well, I just let's just talk about it now because because it's got me thinking a little bit about sort of what's gone wrong this season a little bit. And also <laughs> thinking, you know, when we were talking about this season, this season is a very different season with, uh, you know, a shortened season and all the trades we had and how mm-hmm. we thought it might go at the beginning of the season, how it's actually gone. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a few things I sort of want to reflect on. Okay. Um, so one of them is, I do feel, you know, like because of the, the lack of buys, it has been or it has felt like it's been very hard to catch up. Yep. Uh, so sort of halfway through the season, I was already kind of starting to pick pretty outrageous pods because uh, I felt That's like the that only was, way to catch up. Yeah, it was the only yep. way to catch up. And as always happens, if you take big risks, the, the likelihood is you just fall further behind and that's what happened. Um, because the safe play is the best play, mm-hmm. uh, typically. Um, but the other thing I noticed is that because of the, the abundance of trades, pods haven't stayed pods for long. Right. So, like, even, you know, Tedesco, when he was, like, 850,000, people were still jumping on him. Yeah. Because they could find ways to do it, whereas in the past, I think they would have to just let the guy go. Yeah. Um. So, so the guys that have, you know, had a two or three week run of really good scores, everyone's just gotten on them, even when their prices increased a lot. Yes, which has made yeah. a good pod kind of hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the only one that stayed a pod for a while was Brett Morris, and then I got on him just as he got injured. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was good. Um, the other thing, well, one thing is the centers have been very frustrating for me. Um, that's, I know you said you wanted to talk about it. Maybe you were going to say the same thing, but I just looked at, um, the five round averages of the, of the top, sorry, 
the top four five round averages in the centers. Yep. And three of them, potentially all four of them, are guys that perhaps the guys at the beginning would have started with. Okay. So Lomax is in there, our old, our old friend Lomax. Yep. Um, if you take out Brett Morris, because that's like his five round averages from ages ago, and yep. a couple of other guys that have played like very few games, Kurt yep. Mann is in there. Isaiah, yep. Isaiah Yo is in there, and mm-hmm. o- and obviously Nofo, who's just becoming more and more and more of a nightmare not to have every week. Yep. Um, those four guys, like maybe not too many started with Nofo, but a few a few people would have gotten on him pretty early in the season. Yep. The guys at the top would have. The other three, you could have easily started with all three of them. Yeah. Or or Yo, maybe you brought him in in week one or two. Sure. Sure. And they're still the um, best performing centers. So, they are. So potting up, like I've been trying to find other guys that are going to outperform those guys because all the top guys have got them. Mm-hmm. And all it does is hurt me every week because they keep they, they keep being the best scorers. scorers. Yeah. I, I'm with you. So, so the thing that I was looking at or that sort of occurred to me earlier today when I was thinking about it was like, it's maybe it's maybe it's because these guys appeared from the beginning of the year. I don't know, but it felt to me like a lackluster year for the center wing position. I'm like, yeah. I, don't think, yeah. I don't think they're scoring very well. Um, the sort of top, you know, top four blokes that you'd want to have in your team at the end of the year. I just think they're sort of, you know, just a guy kind of, kind of people like previous years we had, you know, Latrell killing it and, Turbo and Gutho in the centers, and you know you could really sort of, and, and a lot of strong second rowers like Bateman last year. Like I felt like previous years, there's been more uh, talent in the center than there is this year, right? Well, Kurt Mann, Kurt Mann, right? That's that, I mean, that, yeah. Kurt Mann is the poster boy for for, for this he's year's a top four center. center. I but, I thought he would average about thirty, and I said it on this podcast. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah. So now let me tell you something. What if I told you that this year's center crop is actually the best of the last four years? That's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected so, that. So, so I looked at, I looked at the top four averaging center wings uh, this year so far. Um, yeah. Taking out any of the any like guys that played like two games or whatever. And and I looked at the this, the equivalent top four guys for 2019, 18, and seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 start from twenty seventeen, right? So twenty seventeen top four guys were Turbo, Jordan Rapana, Angus Crichton, Clint Gutherson. They averaged seventy point eight. It's pretty good. Seventy point eight across the four of them. Seventy point eight across the four of them. Yep. Okay. 2018, that was the year that um, Val Holmes went nuts. Um, yep. So he was top. Fergo, uh, when he was still at the Roosters. Yep. Luttrell and Isan Masters had a big year that year. That was the worst year by far, 64.3 average. Of the top four, wow. Of those top four, right? Yeah, okay. Then we go to last year. So last year was second row heavy. So Manu Mao and John Bateman were the top two centers. And then Latrell, and then uh, Nofo was the fourth guy. Yeah, and so and like 
McCora didn't make that list and he was great in CNK. McCora didn't make that list and he was yeah, exactly exactly right. Um, yeah, they average seventy. Okay, so that's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. Yeah, this year, Nofo is at the top. Yeah, then B Moz, Isaac Yo, and Zach Lomax. Yeah, seventy three point eight average, best of the last four years. Yeah, BMOS is a little bit of an outlier, though. But is he? Why is he an outlier? Because he hasn't had that many games. He's he's had 10 games. That's, like, enough. Mm. Yeah, and the Roosters were on a ridiculous run at that point, which was unsustainable. Even if you you replace him with Kurt Mann, for example, you're still going to have the highest score of the last four years. Okay, but it'll be closer, right? It'll be closer to 70. Yeah, it'd be like 71 or something like that. Yeah, okay, but still the highest. That's really interesting. I would not have picked that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, like... but three or potentially four of those guys have been, got, as I said, guys that you almost start with. Or a lot sure. of people would have started with, which makes it really hard. Sure, yeah. Um, having said that, this week in particular, uh, well, we'll talk about this in a bit, but this week in particular, there's a bunch of centres that are, are pods, I think, that are pretty interesting, even though I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm not going to go down this road. Uh, I refuse to go down this road with you any further. Why? Because I keep saying it and then not doing it? Or you know what I found was the problem with my, my team? You've been listening I to buy... me too much. Well, not you, specific. well, you in a part, but I just buy the hype. Like, I've been buying the hype all season. This wasn't me for the decade past. I, I'd, like, just buy the stats and whatever. But this year, I've just been like, no, I need some guys a little bit different. I've been... I've, I'm on, like, a carousel of hype beasts following whoever's got, like, the big, shiny, brand-new sort of pod features. Like, <laughs> last... So, so... so I bought Jazz last week, right? Does nothing. I bought Takeaho last week. Does nothing. I bought RCG two weeks ago. Does nothing. Uh, four, sorry, no, five weeks ago, when I could have gone Ciro or Talakai, or Orbo for that reason, for, for that reason, I go Ciro, who has made thirteen thousand dollars. Talakai has made a hundred, almost two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> And will be traded into my team this week. Sierra wasn't the hype though. That was just like a blind ball call. Yeah, Sierra wasn't the hype. Sierra wasn't the hype. And even but some the, of those guys you mentioned of... weren't really the hype. They just haven't really come off. Like tell, uh, TKO almost went over for a try last week. Um, yeah, but didn't they... go over for a try. Like he he got rest. Like what? They were getting injuries left, right, and center, and he was sitting on the pine. Yeah, and same with Jazz. He only got like forty minutes last week. Yeah. The what fact the that he still pumped out 57 was amazing. Whatever anyway, Siva, um, on the other hand, has lost has lost $250,000 since I bought him. You know what I used to do back in the day? What's that? I used to... So there was a site called nrlstats.com. And... Okay. This is different from NRL Supercoach Stats? Yeah, it was just okay. NRL Stats. It wasn't necessarily related to Supercoach, but I used okay. it for Supercoach purposes. I don't think it exists anymore, or at least not not really. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a privately owned site. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think they basically had live stats, and you could just click on a game, and it had a bunch of stats 
like player based stats for for each game, as mm-hmm. pretty much as it was happening. Um, yep. And looking at the the stats in that format gave you a really good sense of well, if you if you looked at them kind of uh, consistently and you looked week to week at those stats at at, at all the games and the players in those games. It gave you a really good sense of who was going on little runs of base stats. Okay. Like, you know, suddenly a winger or a fullback or something was, you know, making 20, 20 plus runs a game. Yeah. Um, and I would base a lot of decisions on that. And so quite often you could get on runs with guys who hadn't yet hit attacking stats, but you could just see their base stats increasing that way. And yep. I'm sure you can still do that with... Um, you know, NRL Supercoach stats, for example, but it's not the format's not quite as friendly to, for doing that. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I think perhaps that's something I've been not doing. I mean, also the game has moved towards you know more attacking stats as well, which and less of a base stat game in some ways. So I guess. maybe maybe that's yeah. why uh, I don't do that as much. But I do feel like I've fallen into the trap of like trying to chase attacking stats a bit too much. Yeah, maybe me too. Me too. Yeah, maybe, maybe we went too hard with the matchups. I don't know. Although, I still think you have to, you have to do that. Funnily enough, like you know, through the through the three or four game stretch that the Roosters had, uh, very easy games. Teddy managed to lose almost three hundred k. Yeah, yeah, and it, so yeah, in it's some not ways, an exact was... science. Yeah, but it was more about the team performance. Like the team just started playing poorly, cause, I guess, because of the injuries or some combination sure. of an injury of injuries and lack of form. Yeah, but I, I guess the other thing too has that I've found that I've done wrong this season is I a lot of times there's been trades that I would have liked to have made, and I haven't made them because I thought I've got to fix these things in my team, right? Yep. And sometimes those things have been real like sometimes i really did have to fix those things just to get 17 on the park yep but other times you know if i would have been better doing that kind of luxury trade what felt like a luxury trade i would have been better off doing i mean great like, example of that example yeah well great example of that was last week brian kelly right mm-hmm. like i was talking him up but yep. instead of kelly i got tko and nathan brown mm-hmm. now both those guys scored like 60 but Kelly scored 100. But I felt like yep. I needed a, an extra forward in my team to kind of bolster my forwards, but I would have actually right. been better off with a fifth back. Yeah. That's impossible. How would you know that, though? Well, it is hard to know, but but I also... But now he's going to be really hard for me to get in. Yeah. Right? I mean, maybe that's a bad example, but there's been a few examples like that where I've sort of held off on a trade that I wanted to do because it felt like a lo- like a bit of a luxury trade. Mm-hmm. Um, where I probably should have just done it. I mean, the other thing is that there have been a lot of injuries this year. There have, yeah. Um, and no one likes to hear people complain about how many injuries there are, but I think the amount of injuries has made it more... Like, I've always felt like I'm chasing my tail this year because of the injuries. Um, and that's made me feel like I've needed to do kind of more, like a bunch of necessary trades rather than perhaps some luxury trades although I, I still have made a few and yet somehow I, f- I feel like you you have been making a lot of luxury trades like I, f- I feel like I, I'm, I'm toiling in the dirt here half the time but then again the thing is again, the luxury trades I have made have often gone poorly sure sure 
and in yeah in chase in a chase for overall glory you have to make the maybe what appears to like a luxury trade to you know to to a blue collar player like myself <laughs> i would sort of agree that i did some luxury trades earlier in the season and some of them kind of came off and some of them didn't but the last sort of four to six weeks i feel like i've just been like you know plugging gaps yep yep can i talk about centers for a bit you shot oh, me down before. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go for it. Well, Brian Kelly. <laughs> okay. Can I just bask in the glory of being right for 20 seconds? Sure. As long as you bask in the glory of being wrong every time you are wrong. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean. Okay. Tell me, tell me about Brian Kelly. What he, he, sco- he scored? He scored 106 or something. Oh, wow. And no tries. Yeah, the guy's a freeze. Yeah, right. And he's he's basically a get on this week or not at all. Although he does have a toughish matchup against the Raiders. But Has he learned how to tackle? No, but that doesn't matter. After the Raiders, he's got Dragons, Dogs, Broncos, Manly. That's pretty good. That's right. And also, he's on the left-hand side, right? Yep. Which means Curtis mm-hmm. Scott. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? That's the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah. Right. He's one of the worst defenders going around. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's so it's not a hard matchup really for him. Well, maybe not. Yeah. So he's still, I think. I mean, obviously, it has to, this week now or never, but he's still a, a pretty good kind of premium center wing option. Five hundred forty-five grand, a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, we're at that stage of the season now, right? I guess we are. The other one's Talakai, who we we probably didn't talk about enough last week. We kind of mentioned him yeah um yeah. he's got since he he's been playing 80 minutes uh i think he's been averaging about 65 uh yeah. he's been he has got two tries yeah yeah and he, they've actually got a like a pretty tough draw coming home yeah but it, it looks like he's got that pretty much like the 80 minute spot is his to lose now it's still so 410k think, yeah so i th- i think i I would have brought him in last week if their game was a little bit earlier, perhaps. But I was kind of, even though even though uh, Wacko came out and said that it was basically Talakai's spot to lose now, um, I was a little bit wary of Nikora, and I'd already sort of like rolled around my trades in my mind by by Thursday morning, and so yeah, I, I didn't look at bringing him in. But that's that's my foolish. Uh, He's still a five this I'm week, bring- though, right? Oh, I'm bringing him in this week. I'm bringing him in. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, 410k, toughish draw, but he's a forward. You know, you think he's going to get you at least 45 every week, with, and he's got that kind of game where he can, you know, he can score yep. a try, and he's, yep. he's outside SJ, right? Yep, that's right. The other one is Will Hopwadi. Yeah, he's back. He's back this week. Um... He's 468,000, um, yeah. coming off a long injury. So, you know, who knows how he's going to recover from that injury. But before he got injured, he had three games of 71, 56, and 80. Uh, yeah. And I think there were the, the three games where he moved back to fullback, and that's where he's playing now. Mm-hmm. And his games coming up are uh, the Warriors, the Raiders, which is hard, Gold Coast, Manly, South, Penrith. So pretty good. Yep. yep. Yeah, so he's a, like an Take interesting that. option, but I'd probably wait 
he's got a high break even in the 90s. I'd probably wait and just see how he looks after that injury. Right. Yep. So maybe he's a next week option. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for the centers. Okay. Yeah. Are there any guys that you've got your eye on at the moment in the centers? Well, my other trade in this week will, will be Stafford Toa. Ah, uh, yes. So, yes, but he's a, yeah, he's a downgrade. He's a downgrade. From, well, he's a downgrade, but I, I'm downgrading to play him this week. Yeah, right. So he's he's definitely in my 17. Right. That's interesting. What did he score last week? 60 odd. 62 with a try. Yeah, okay. But, you know, like, so obviously both. Both uh, his first two games, he scored tries, um, with it, and he got a fifty-three and a sixty-two. I mean, he's he's then got Cowboys, Warriors, Sharks, right? yeah, and then Roost, Roosters is hard, but then he's got St George and Gold Coast to round off the season. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that uh, Ponga does love the cutout on that side. Ponga loves the cutout on that side. He seems to have. A good sort of timing with Ponga that sometimes those um, left wingers don't have with Ponga. Yeah. Um, and he's in the right place in the right time, and it's showing any scores. So, so I, I'm okay with him um, being in my team at least this week, maybe into the future. Yeah. Only two hundred forty-five thousand dollars, and it'll. So uh, the reason why I'm doing uh, these two players this week is, um, I want to try to get. Um, Madison next week. So sorry, what and are the two players? Toa. And... Oh, sorry. So I'm I'm uh, getting in Toa and Talakai. Right. And I am trading out. Um, I'm trading out the Hammer, and I'm trading out Sioni Katoa. Right. Okay. Yeah, because he's on the left. Because he's on the left. Yeah, that makes sense. Sioni Katoa is dead. Yep, he's gone. Now, yeah, I, I thought he might be someone who I would have had all season if, if he actually stayed on the right-hand side, but obviously he's uh, he's basically unplayable at this point. Yep, yep. And he's got, a, he's, he's got a break even over 100. So that, that'll be that. And then next week uh, I'll be able to bring Talakai down to down to the um, centres as well and play him in my centres because this week I have to play him in the second row. Um, and I'll be able to get Madison and... I should have enough money then to trade Campbell Gillard or, oh, sorry, I need to do a trade down to get Madison anyway. So um, it'll be Campbell Gillard or TKO, um, both of whom I traded in the last couple of weeks, down to one of Twal, uh, Fisher-Harris or Bodoika. Right. What do you think of that? Twelve. Why would you get twelve? Because he's going. He's potentially going to be like a hundred thousand dollars. So you're looking. So you're looking for a forward that's in the like four hundred and fifty k range. So correct. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. How much is that's Tino these days? Like five fifty. Is he okay? Four hundred and fifty k range in the forwards at this stage of the season is like kind of a place where players go to die, right? Uh, but I think those three I mentioned are actually reasonable options at those prices. Yeah, I mean, none. Of, I mean, they're four hundred fifty k for a reason. Well, like none of them. Four hundred fifty k because of injury, and Fotoika 
it could potentially pick up a lot more minutes with Arrow getting injured. Yeah, that's true. Like that, they've yeah. lost Arrow, they've lost whatever Buddy McBride face. <laughs> so just on Buddy McBride face, is is Bo Firma going to start this week? I'm expecting he will. So I might play him. Well, okay, so I have to play at the at the moment. I have to play him as my seventeenth man. Now, this is a week where I would love to be able to loop. I, I haven't wanted to loop as hard all year as I do this week. Funnily enough, my vice captain and captain won't change from uh, from what it was last week. So Nathan Cleary is my vice captain, and I wanted to go nuts, and Pong is my captain. Yeah, okay. So just back to the centers just quickly. Yeah. So I so, so Brian Doppel is lurking on the, the extended bench for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. And that right wing has been very lucrative for the Panthers this year. And they've mm-hmm. got the Sharks, Tigers, Broncos, hard game against Para, then North Queensland and the Bulldogs to end the season. Um, yeah, he's, so got, he's got they, a break even of 97, so you could wait a week. Yep. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? So it's not that long ago that they played the Sharks. Yeah. Right? And that wing has scored 160. Um. It yeah, was, that was that was, was Charlie the week Staines, that Charlie right? Staines scored 158. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. So if Brian to- or does get a start, I mean, if he doesn't, you could you could go with Naden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, either of those I think are probably good options to be honest. That Sharks right wing has been very bad. Uh, yeah. The other guy who's he's very expensive now, but this is uh, we talked about him a little bit in the in the past few weeks. But you and Aitken. Hmm. Um. Assuming you've already got Lomax, you and Aitken's 573,000. Yep. The Dragons run over the next three weeks is as good as it gets. Broncos, Gold sure Coast, North Queensland. Mm-hmm. So they're basically the three worst defensive teams in, in the comp yep. in a row. So, you know, if you wanted to splash out a bit and you trust his hammy, you mm-hmm. and Aitken. I mean, the other guy... The other guy that springs to mind is not a centre, but is uh, is Matt Dufty. Yeah. Okay. Also expensive. Also expensive. I mean, if you had jumbo balls, you could you could try and pot up against Tedesco. Right. Who's been scoring poorly lately in a in an underperforming Roosters team? Tedesco so, himself actually has a pretty good draw coming out though. Yeah. So the clear, um, the easiest solution to to what you're suggesting is just put the captain on Zach Lomax. If, if you have him. Well, sure. <laughs> um, so so in Lomax Puppy Watch, uh, Zaki picked up another 10 points. Yeah, so yeah, he's I know. currently I know. running a four, four point, uh, four points over Pappenhausen on average. In, on average, which is actually quite a lot of points. Is it? Well, over the... Not really. Over like a five-week stretch. Yeah, okay, maybe not. I need Pappy to, like, turn up. Yeah. Okay. That's enough on the centres. Okay. So, I've still got Sivo. Uh, obviously, yeah. Um, he's running at Sandor Earl this week. That doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. That sounds like a good thing. So that's 
I mean, they are yeah. playing the Storm in general, yeah. which is bad. But yeah, I still might get Sebo next week. Right, okay. He's still got a high break even, and next week he's actually going to be almost a straight swap for someone like Rapana or even the Hammer. Oh my goodness. Not quite a straight swap. so sad. Yeah, but he's going to be like 350k, and then has a pretty good run towards the end of the season. Yep. He's looked pretty bad though, and his base stats are, are down. Quite yeah, they're, they're abysmal. Yeah. yeah. But having said that, they have played, like the last two weeks has basically been torrential rain. Sure. Um, and 350k for a guy like that does seem like a bargain. He's definitely not getting as clean a ball from, from Gopo as he was earlier in the season. Can you believe the Fogo still hasn't scored a try? Yeah. Like, surely he's a buy next year. Or maybe not. Maybe. Maybe. No, something needs change. to change, though. Yeah. For him to be a buy. Different centre yeah. pairing or something. Uh, Matto injury and or something. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I have to get rid of uh, Luke Keery this week as one of my trades, and I'm going to nuff him out. Okay. Um, you don't want to trade him to Brimson? That's another option. I could trade him to Brimson. Uh, Brimson's going to make a, a bunch of money over the next couple of weeks. But if I nuff him out to a, a, a dual 5-8 halfback, I can just bring SJ down. Uh-huh. And it gives me a bunch of money to upgrade elsewhere. Yeah. So I might do that. But yeah, it's sort of... it's it, so, so doing that allows me to trade up like a Josh Kerr to a Bateman. Right, okay. Which seems like a pretty good trade, right? Well, yeah, but you need like 350 grand to make that trade, don't you? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I would do it, because I'm, I'm nothing out Luke Kiri. Oh, of course, yep. Um, but then, once I've done that, I've still got the hammer and, and both firmer, but he's starting for a few weeks, so that's okay. The, uh, the, hammer, becomes, the hammer becomes my last... Um, kind of cheap guy that I've still got that's still playing. Right. So if I could get rid of the hammer next week for a Sevo or a, or a Brian Kelly or if I can afford it or someone like that, Brian, yeah. I'd be I'd be completely enoughed out, which I think I've never achieved before. <laughs> like Super Coach Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. No, a like basically I would base, I would have nineteen or twenty kind of gun players and that's it. Everyone else not playing. Mm. Yeah, it is super coach Nirvana. The, how many do you reckon you need? Uh, so, so 19. You reckon you need 19? Yeah. 19 guns. Yeah. With how many trades left? How many trades do you have left? Well, I've only used one. So, uh, sorry, I've only saved one, so... So seven. I, have... I haven't saved any. I've got no, eight. I've got eight. Oh, sorry, No. I mean, eight after I make my trades this week. Oh, so you saved two. Have I? I've only got six after I make these trades this week. Oh, okay. Maybe. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I saved one in round one, like I always do. Right, right. Well, six trades left is not many. Yeah, I guess so. But I, th- I think if you've got 19 guns and you've got three trades, I reckon you're right. Okay. 19 active guns, though. Like this week, Smith... Haas and Munster sitting on my pine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it'll be 19 eventually. Um, yeah, right. Well, I but, I've, but I've got Munster and, and Haas sitting on my pine. But right. both of them should be back within a couple of weeks. Well, 
the hospital will definitely be back in two weeks, a month off. Hopefully we'll be as well. So are you holding Haas? Yeah. I think at this stage of the season, two weeks, you probably have to hold him, right? Absolutely. I've only got six trades left. Well, I've got eight. Eight less than two. I think he's a whole... Yeah. I think at three weeks, I probably would have thought about trading him and maybe have traded him. Yep. But I think two weeks is a, is a hold. He, it's, it's, not like, it's not like he had an injury where he's going to lose a bunch of money. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. And he's not. He's like his minutes shouldn't should go straight back up to you know. He's not going to get eased back in. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. So Luke Keery, on the other hand, he's to sell right because he's going to be out for yeah, a while. Yeah, he has to go. He's yeah, going to yeah. go right. And um, he's got the low score. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now I've got I've got Haas and Munster like that I'm carrying now, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a problem. Which is why I might have to play a both firmer this week. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's just on the cusp of how many that you can carry. I don't think you can carry three. Or if you can carry three, your team's a lot deeper than mine. Or well, I have to carry three. My, my, my team is deeper than I want it to be. So I think you're making an error by carrying three. I think you, you need to dump one. I don't have a choice. I, I, like, dump one for who? There's, there's, there's no one jumping out at me, really. Like, I... Have you got Bateman? No, but... I want to get Madison next week. Why can't you get both? I, I poo-pooed Bateman last week, but his draw is too good. Like, Why can't I get both? Because because Talakai's great value. He's not going to lose money, and I, and I can have, play him in my centres, and I may have him in my centres for the rest of the year. And same thing. So who are you trading out Katoa? for Talakai? Hammer. Uh, Hammer or Katoa. Can't you do? How much is Katoa worth these days? Four seventy, something like that. Why can't you do Katoa, Katoa to Talakai and Haas to Bateman? Because I want Toa. Because if I Stafford, if, uh, you're picking Stafford Toa over John Bateman. Not in a vacuum, but like he's four hundred thousand dollars cheaper. That's four hundred thousand dollars, and next week I'm going to be able to get Madison for un- for like for cents on the dollar. Mate, you just dropped out of the eight. Next week doesn't matter. It's all about this week. You got to win. It, yeah, it is all about this week, and I think Talakai and Toa are my my two best chances this week. This was the reason why I got Talakayaho last week over Talakai because I thought to myself, Talakai has like forty five points in base in him for this game and I, I gave him like a one in three chance of scoring a try. I'm like I think I think he might do okay he may score a try so I'll give him one in three so give him ten points, a third of the points that he gets. So I was like I'm pegging Talakai for 55 points then I looked at Talakayaho and I was like I need a big score, I need I need a pod, I need to win this week. Talakayaho had almost 100 points last week he played 80 minutes and he kicked a bunch of goals. This week, this past weekend, he did nothing. He played normal minutes, even though there were people falling like flies in his team, and he scored a 57. I had I had Takeaho put down for like a 90 point outing last week, and he didn't. Get, and instead, these two basically reversed each other's scores. So, but what do you think John Bateman's going to score against the Titans? I don't know. Maybe he scores 80. 
He probably does, doesn't he? What's Stafford Toa's kind of expected value score? He's playing the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, honestly, okay, yeah. Honestly, I think 60 is his base against the Cowboys. He's, I, I feel like he's going to score a try, definitely. And, like, my other problem is that I think I need to do so these could trades. Be, you could do Bateman and Toa. I could do Bateman and Toa, but then I miss out on Talakai. I, I feel like Talakai is better value. No, he's definitely better value. Well, so, but, he's, okay. but he's definitely more chance of, of scoring a sort of 45, 50-point score than Bateman. Bateman's got to be like almost odds-on to go 60-plus, right? Sure, sure. But there's been odds-on guys... There's been odds on guys these last few weeks that that I've been getting into my team and and that they've killed me. So I don't know. I, I just I just feel like this is the smart thing to do. Get get the get the two obvious players, Bateman. You know somebody like Bateman. I can get next week anyway. I can trade Haas to Bateman next week if I want, or Smith to Bateman next week if I want. Yeah, sure. And I guess the Titans have been a little bit better lately. Sure. And like you know, yes, I've fallen out of the eight, but it's pretty tight. It's How many weeks did it take tight. Justin Holbrook? Okay, let me put this in another way. How many weeks have the Titans been good for? Uh, like, a, how many weeks ago do you think they can sort of turn the corner? So it was okay. So first of all, I think Jamal Fogarty has a lot to do with it. Like, he's hang been, on, hang on. I didn't ask you what you what you think had to do with it. I just said how many weeks. Um, so the game that, that they turned it around was it was really just the Cowboys. So that was they only two games. Two games, last two games. Yeah. Why? When was Bryce Cartwright's last game? I have no idea. When was Bryce Cartwright's last game? I don't know either, but I suspect those things are correlated. Uh, no, Bryce Cart. Oh, Bryce Cartwright hasn't played since week nine. So, three or four yeah. weeks. Yeah. So, so they're not they're not quite correlated as much as you'd want them to be. <laughs> they're trying to ship him out though. So how does it right take? Like it's just like it's, that team just looks so much better without Bryce Cartwright in it. Yeah. Sure. Like, how does it take a good coach nine weeks to figure that out? <sighs> I don't know. Did you see Shannon Boyd retired. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Jamal Fogarty's been very good. I think Jamin so. Jolie has been quite good too. Has he? I haven't really paid much attention to him. Yeah, Titans. <laughs> yeah, the it's Titans. All... It's all it's happening on the glamour strip. All right. Uh, just just quickly on team lists, is there anything that sort of yeah. jumps out on you? As I said, I'll, I'll be interested in what Fodoraika's role is um, with Dry Arrow injured. Yep. So, so for the storm, Finnegan's out for like a month, right? Yeah, maybe even longer. Mm. So, does Tino get that number eight spot long term, or I suppose when when Cameron Smith goes back to comes back in, Brandon Smith goes back to lock, right? I guess so. Okay. What do you mean number eight spot? Sorry, I'm thinking about rugby. Number thirteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Because Tino like. Even at five fifty, could be a potential buy if he's gonna gonna start at lock for a while. 
So how much is his contract to the Titans next year? I don't know, but plenty, I think. But nowhere near for feeders, though, right? Well, they the contract was signed like previous to this season starting when Tino had only played like a handful of games. Right. So, if that contract was signed now, it would be worth a lot more, right? Yeah. Okay. And you so know what? Like, the Titans actually did something right. Yeah. The Storm yeah. have been. I mean, it, it's actually not this way this week because they've got a lot of injuries. But the Storm have basically developed the best bench forwards in the comp. So, like, their props come off and the other team's tired and then Nelson, Asofa, Solomona and Tino come on and it's like yep. a fucking blitzkrieg. <laughs> it is. It's like, how do you stop those guys? Yeah. And Christian know. Welch has been dominating lately as well. I, I didn't actually yes. think he had it in, in him. I had sort of pegged him as a like Aiden Tolman type player. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he was like cardboard. But he's 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 playing like an enormous human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mentioned like I'm going to look very carefully to see if Brian Tottenham gets a run. Yep. Milf is back, so I'm playing against Milf this week. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think I hope so. The dragons are actually favourites for once. Yeah. Right. Really. Plano is back, which is terrible for TKO. Yeah, as is Warrior Hargraves. But yeah. Yeah. Joey Leilua has been, like, just quietly going along pretty well lately. Has he? I haven't noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one other guy that, that you might want to put um, by just just for the money, Daniela Paseca. Yeah, maybe. So he scored 107 on the weekend, and he had a 62 the week before that. So he currently has a minus 22-point break even, and he's only 400k. Right. AFB's on an extended bench, though. Yes. And he's known for coming back early. Is he? I didn't know he was known for that. Well, I don't know if he's known for it, but I've seen him do it many times. He's known okay. to me for it. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, that that Joey Leilua and David Nofaluma combo is actually starting to do the things that I thought it would at the beginning of the season. Oh, okay. Like, they're actually starting to link up quite well. Yep. Not that anyone would bring in Joey Leilua at this stage of the season, so just don't, just ignore me altogether. <laughs> I mean, th- right. that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a blast. Um, good luck, and I'll speak to you next week. All right, cheers, mate. See ya. See ya.